Macarion to Stokes, who's onside. Wagner! Here's Sims to put Stokes this from Southampton. They could finish the job here. It's Shane Long, and he has done it! Just a minute to play. That's stoppage time. Here's Letizia. Hello and welcome to a off-the-cuff episode of the Saints FC podcast. We are sat outside the Lord Clyde uh, pub in Borough. In Borough, yeah. Which is where we're going to be watching Saints versus Swansea. It's the relegation playoff match. Um, alongside me I have Tom. He's sat, sat opposite me with his pint of Carlsberg. Tom, welcome. Thanks very much, John. Very excited and scared about tonight. Yeah, we've got James here as well. Hi. Uh, we've got Bobby. Yep, hello. He's a Spurs fan, so he's not going to be involved in the podcast at all. <laughs> and uh, we've got ah. William here, the pirate. He's the one. Sweary pirate. <laughs> the sweary pirate. So uh, apologies for any language uh, that is unsavoury that happens uh, this evening. Um, it's an hour before kickoff. The team news has just been announced. Tom, what, what do you make of the team selection that Mark it's, Hughes has put out? It's the team we wanted, I think. It's the, it's the two enforced absences of Lamina and Stevens. Um, but it's, it's the team we wanted. We think it's, you know, it's a battling team. It's a strong team. Um, Long and Sims on the bench give us the chance to bring on players with pace that can run at people towards the end of the game if we need to. It's the best team we could have picked. Um, how are you feeling? As always, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if we can take the spirit and tenacity uh, uh, that we had against Bournemouth and that we had against Everton, we can win. We're, we are a better team than Swansea. They've not won in seven. We, c- we can do this. But at the end of the day, who knows? I, I'm terrified. I, I woke up at about three o'clock in the morning on Sunday night and I just lay there awake for an hour. I mean, how, how have you been coping? How, how was work today, Tom? Were you able to concentrate in meetings? Because I wasn't. Well, well, it was really quiet. Uh, obviously, people just decided not to come in the office because it's sunny. Uh, I, don't know, I think um, I'm more positive. Like under Pellegrino, like you just don't get that feeling. And like we've heard today, apologies. We we are in central we London. We are in central London, <laughs> and the sun is out. Um, I think it was a great thing today about the team bus not being allowed into the ground, and, and Hughes marching those players off to walk to the ground and I th- I like it like you said earlier John it's like blitz spirit for me you know it shows they're up for a fight yeah James what, what are you thinking about the about the match tonight um, I'm both terrified and optimistic um, I mean I think we can I think we can step out and win this one and just as long as the players give, a, give us their all I think not so comfortable 2-1 victory <laughs> and not so comfortable 2-1 victory I mean I, I'm terrified I, I kind of don't I just I, I just don't know I, I mean yeah we need a neutral's position we need a neutral's position on this I think I think Bobby should give us a quick download from the outside what looking in what do you think is going to happen tonight this, this well, is Bobby as a Spurs fan so, so what do you neutral, think I want the, the most entertaining game that I can watch but 
if, if I am being fair, I do think Southampton are the better side. Um, Swansea have got in patches of form throughout the season and shown a bit of class from time to time, but probably don't look more like the Premier League side. Southampton look more like the Premier League side and you'd expect them to, to get through tonight. I mean, w- w- William, I, d- I don't know how you're feeling about this. I mean, you when you came on the show, you yeah. predicted that Saints would lose this game to Swansea. Yeah. Swansea were in better form at the time, or at least... I mean, they'd started their, their bad run, but it, we didn't know quite how bad it was going to be and that it yeah. would come down to this game. Have you changed your mind? Do you think Swansea are going to win or do you think Saints have got more um, of a chance? I think earlier when, when we were talking, I, 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 I thought about a draw as just like this nightmare scenario. And I kind of haven't changed my mind. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that they're... We're, we're sitting here going, it's a do or die. It is a, it's a playoff game. It's 150 million quid, etc. Involves a huge, massive climactic game, and I just think it's going to be. Oh my god, we've had somehow drawn this match, and I think both teams will be like, how the hell has this happened? You know, but that's how I feel about the game. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. That that's kind of that's like one scenario. The other scenario is we're going to go out and, and score three goals, two in the first half, one in the second, and it's going to be job done. I mean that. That never happens, though, does it? No. And I just my nightmare scenario, which uh, sorry, it's Tommy. My nightmare scenario, which we discussed earlier, John, is that we win today by say one nil, and then uh, we get a good tonking by Man City and Swansea put a load of goals past Stoke on the last game of the season, and we still get relegated. Yeah. That and, is, and Huddersfield pick up and Huddersfield another point pick up points somewhere, and they're fine. So there's lots of horrible things that can happen tonight. Yeah, I mean. What did you guys feel about Everton? Because the, the Everton game, I was at a wedding. I was DJing it, and I think we were having the wedding dinner, and then kind of the, the band were on when uh, the Saints game was on. And I checked the score when I thought it was going to be full-time. It was like 90 minutes plus five minutes, and we were 1-0 up. And then I checked again a couple of minutes later, and it was all over, and we drew 1-1. Is that going to affect the players going into this game? I mean, it, I, I'm with you, Tom. I think Mark Hughes has got more of a blitz spirit. I think he's got more fight in the players. But how do they pick themselves up after that? And then you throw in the hijinks that Swansea have been up to um, with, uh, I mean, you know, not necessarily Swansea, the club, I wouldn't want to say that, but the Marriott Hotel cancelling uh, the Southampton players' get, booking. Get on TripAdvisor, guys, and give it an honest review if you're listening. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's the Marriott Hotel in Swansea, <laughs> and that's tripadvisor.com. And uh, you can leave a review there whether you've stayed there or not. Um <laughs> And you may want to mention viruses and cancelling <laughs> bookings at the last minute, but then still being open to other people. Um, and, and then we've, we've heard the other thing as well. So the, uh, apparently the Saints bus was stopped outside the ground and uh, they said that the players would have to wait on the bus for 25 minutes. Mark Hughes then, you know, marched the players to the ground himself. He, he just led them, which, you know, I, I think it shows a lot of leadership from Mark Hughes perhaps that we wouldn't have had I mean, is that all going to work against Saints how do we pick, the, pick ourselves up after that I think all the hijinks the hotel and this is all nonsense I can't imagine professional I hope to God professional players of this stature and experience of the type that we have and ex- international players are not going to be like distracted by a sort of frippery and childish nonsense 
One thing I would say is I think that you know if you look at like one of the, the great Man United teams and even the great Jose Mourinho teams is they they foster a culture of us against them. Yeah. And I wonder if like if you take you know and obviously um, Mark Hughes was part of those great Man United teams of you know it was like no one likes them and they don't care. And I wonder if he will take the unjustness of the final result against Everton and turn that and use it to galvanise the players and show that you know we can't let this be our epitaph and we need to you know take that anger take that frustration and harness it and, and really go out there tonight and, and show Swansea who's boss and, and take the anger against Neil Moss as well as what happened at Everton I mean that you know there's some debate about maybe the time was fair but you know there were a couple of mistakes made there but if we kind of focus less on Ryan Bertrand not hoofing the ball into row Z and and more on you know it's it's them against us do you think yeah. that's that's the key to getting that's the fight the out of the Saints and I think we can't you know Ryan Bertrand he could have kicked that ball out they could have taken a long throw let's face it we're not particularly good at defending crosses and they could have scored with that like you know Ryan Bertrand could have kicked it out and they could have not crossed it and not scored like there's loads of things that could have happened the ultimate thing that should never happen is that Ryan um, that Nathan Redmond should never have been called for a foul at the other end of the pitch by John Moss and that's the only thing out of all of that stuff you mm. can say should never have been allowed to happen James uh, what, what are you thinking how, how do you think the kind of bus incident the last minute equaliser how's that going to affect Saints um, I think it can only fire up the players I think they'll just be they'll be They'll be angry about it. They'll and they'll want to get out on the pitch and and show all these random Swansea fans who think they're allowed to influence stuff on the pitch that there are a bunch of useless watsits. Yeah, um, Porteous Pirate, can you describe Swansea's antics without swearing? Um, Swansea's antics um, are actually really surprising. I didn't think that sort of thing happened anymore. Um, I'm so naive. I mean, it's it like Lasagna Gate, isn't it? Was that West Ham Tottenham where there was like, you know, they all got, they yeah, they all got food poisoning know, after. It, it does remind me. I think it's something in the Damned United. I think this happened, or I think Cluffy makes them get off the bus, or something happens. He makes them get off the bus for an FA Cup final or something, or a semi. I don't know, whatever it is. And and there's, there's that kind of spirit to it. So. I think it does play to our favour, but I think that will probably rub off when they start putting on their high vis, you know, what, what do you call it, high vis um, training vest. like vests, and, yeah. and they start warming up on the pitch, and then all that completely goes to the back of it, and it's like we've got our, we've really got our, um, we've got a work cut out tonight, you know, not necessarily cut out, but because it, it is against Swansea, yeah, so it is all up to us. We can totally beat them. Who, who do we need to worry about in the Swansea side, or are you not no, really not focused qualified. on that at all? Who do we need to worry about? I'll put this back to Tombo. I'm always scared of... Saints have a habit of uh, players who either haven't scored all season or haven't had scored for ages, and one of the AUs hasn't scored. I think it's Jordan AU hasn't scored all season, so Saints, uh, Saints are always that club, aren't they, that you know, a guy hasn't scored all season and he nets against us, so yeah. that's who I'm worried about. I mean, we've had one comfortable victory all season, which was against uh, Everton when we won 4-1. And um, so, I mean, do we realistically need four goals to feel comfortable in this game? Yeah, I'd say at least three. Yeah. James nodding his head. Yeah, I agree. I think in that Everton game... I think 3-1 I was actually comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, we've always got mistakes in the side, haven't we? I mean, yeah. you look we, at... you talking about predictions? Yeah. I mean, or, look at our back line. Who, goals we need. If, 
Let, let's let's do a prediction. Who is going to be culpable for the uh, last-minute equaliser or conceding um, some something awful? Because um, in my in my mind, I want to talk about heroes and who's going to do it. Who's going to do it? But all right. If we're so, talking so about villains. You, you can give um, me a villain and a hero. I think villains. For let's me, uh, let, let's all do a villain and then let's all do a hero. Okay. Well, I'll be really obvious. Uh, Suarez on the back post. Yeah. Villain. And then I think um, a hero. Um, that's going to be really tricky because it just based on you know it's going to be Tadic yeah or Tadic or Tadici um, or it's it going to be Redmond I mean because like, you know Bournemouth he was a hero uh, Tadic and and Redmond was a hero on on, on Saturday and they, they keep, keep they keep popping up Lamine was a, was another one he keep, he keep you know he he played a, a wonderful game the other day not so long ago and you think who's it's kind of like a fresh hero. I mean, Shane Long scored, so it could be anybody. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm not being very articulate on this. I suppose he, I'm just going to say Red, Redmond. And I yeah. haven't sworn yet, so... No, no, you're doing very well. Tom, a villain and a hero. A uh, villain uh, has to be Wesley Hoyt. I, lo- I looked in the Dutch dictionary the other day, and Hoyt is Dutch for I've always got at least one mistake in me. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, that's what you'll see today. He'll overplay it. Uh, that's yeah, Japanese and Hoyveld was the other Dutch word for that. Yeah. I think, uh, but the hero, I think Nathan Redmond. I've got a good feeling about that. He looks hyped. He looks pumped. This is it. It's time. It's Redmond time. I mean, Nathan Redmond, who, who Mark Hughes said that he tried to sign as well. So I mean, uh, I mean, that's got to give you loads of confidence, hasn't it? If a manager shows up who you know has tried to sign you before, it's like turning a new leaf, isn't it? He's an impact player. He's a really, really. Like, we know what he's capable of. We know he's a creator. He needs just to get the ball and run at people. Yeah. I've got a good feeling about him. I mean, it's interesting that Garth Crooks um, put Redmond in his team of the week. And I think his first sentence was something like, why on earth wasn't uh, Nathan Redmond in the starting lineup?" So, I mean, we all love Garth Crooks. So, Lamina, he loves Lamina as well. Yeah. Um, you know, may- maybe he's right. Maybe Redmond being in from the start is going to do wonders for us. So, uh, James, hero and a villain. Um, I think the hero has to... It's going to be Charlie Austin. He's going to get goals, I think. Um, I think the villain, I think it's going to be the referee. Oh, God. Because uh, it always is. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. I also think there's an outside chance for Guido Carrillo to come and... Um, come on in the last minute. That's never going to happen. And... Uh, <laughs> And um, and get the goal we've all been waiting for. Oh dear me! What we've been paying for? What the assist? Anything? Yeah, anything. Um, if I was going to choose a hero and a villain, I think I might choose McCarthy as our potential hero. You know, potentially he he can make some good saves. If if we get ourselves, if we get our noses in front, and it's you know it's looking close, maybe that's going to happen. Um, you know, obviously I'd love it to be a Charlie Austin hat trick. That would be fantastic. So I think we'll get three goals. We're, we're probably going to be okay. Villain, I think, James, you've hit the nail on the head. It's, it's always going to be the officials, isn't it, for Saints? I didn't know that yeah. was a thing, but yeah. yeah. Um, so let's wrap this up. We'll, we might do another bit after the match. I think we probably have to. So, um, yeah, well, you know, wrapping this up is going to be a prediction from each of you. Okay. Um, I said 2-1 earlier, so I think I'd better stick with that. 2-1 to Saints? Yeah, 2-1 to Saints. It's going to be a terrifying last 20 minutes. Oh, my word. Tom? I'm going to go 3-1 States. 3-1 uh, States, Redmond 2, Austin 1. I'd love that. 
I'm going to go, sorry guys, 2-1 Swansea. 2-1 Swansea. I, I'm not, I know I'm a Judas little bastard, but like, I'm sorry, I can just see it. And I, I think James pointing out the ref there, I think we've really got to be really like open to that. Uh, like the, the, we, we, we have not got the rub of the green and I think it's going to be a heartbreaker. Sorry. I'm, I'm going nil-nil draw. What does Bobby think? Bobby, the Spurs fan. Yeah, the Spurs fan. Um, I think it'll be tough because Swansea's home crowd are going to be behind them massively tonight. But I just think Southampton got more quality. With Charlie Austin back in the side, I think you can do it. I, I'm going to go one nil Southampton. One nil Southampton. That's going to be agonising. I'd take I'd take that though, an agonising one nil. Let's wrap it up, and you know, depending on how we're feeling, let's let's maybe reconvene after the match. Yeah. Time, Tom. This is terrible so far, isn't it? What, what are your thoughts? The optimists would say that we've weathered the storm, and uh, you know we're going to quieten the home crowd down and then push on like we did the last five minutes of the sec- first half. The uh, uh, realist, the yeah, the realist would say that we were under the cosh for probably 38 minutes of that half, and we look a bit lost. And um, Charlie Austin's had a few good chances, but not not much to be positive apart from that. No, I mean. I, I'm very glad that half-time has come. I mean, that's that's all I'm going to say about it. I think, you know, Mark Hughes is good at the half-time team talks. And my word, we need a half-time team talk. There's been a few flashes, though, where we have had chances. Swansea are not infallible, but neither are we. This is totally on a knife edge, isn't it? There, yeah, I mean... There's no team that is clearly better. No, if you look at it um, objectively, we've made their keeper make at least two good saves. Uh, Alex McCarthy is, I think, yet to make a save, so that's positive. But who knows? I mean, this game is going to be won by one goal. Um, it's going to be won by a mistake, or it's going to be won by a terrible refereeing decision. We just need to make sure that we get it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking across to James here, who's a Southampton season ticket holder. James, we've just met you in the pub tonight. What, what are your thoughts? Is, is this just more of the same Saints shit that we've put up with all season? Uh, I think it's been a bit cagey by both sides. I think we've looked a bit nervous at the back. The ball's bounced ahead of a lot and nobody's really made any decisions to clear it. And I think we've been a bit nervous not to make a mistake. But having said that, I think we look quite dangerous in the break. We've had a few good chances. Yeah. But I think it's going to be one new either way, to be honest. Do, do you want to call it at this point at half time? I don't like calling Saints things. No. <laughs> <laughs> it always backfires. So, no. But I think it'll be one new either way. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm hoping that what's going to happen, James, is we're going to somehow do this. You're going to get drunk. We're going to drink out the champagne in this pub, which probably doesn't have any champagne in. That's and, and then we're going to dance home through the streets of London and you're going <laughs> to renew your season ticket. What, what are the chances of that, do you think? Um, 70%. Of S- 70%? That's, and that's, really that's pretty high I take that optimism yeah I mean uh, James you're very optimistic um, William I want to speak to you next yes, you're mate. a pirate I mean ha- how does this compare to the travails of your seafaring um, uh, to be honest I, th- I think Saints 
looked lost at sea in oh this first half. If it wasn't for the last three minutes, four minutes of that match, I would be... I No, I have been pooping my pants. But that's literally, yeah. I'm not swearing there. Um, for the entirety. We are allowing them to play their game. And let's face it, their game is rubbish. I mean, we are inviting all this trouble onto ourselves. We've had a few chances, don't get me wrong. And I think we can. Like you said, half-time talk. It's all about the half-time it's, it's all about half-time team talk. I think this one's impossible to call. James, what are you thinking? I think it's a game of two halves and hopefully the oh, second half will play a lot cliche. better <laughs> right I think we'll leave it at yeah, that Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Saints FC podcast post staying up midway through the episode. John, you're you're getting a bit ahead of yourself there. It's not post staying up, it's post should be staying up. Should be staying Captain, up. I don't want to be Captain Realism, but come on now. Oh, Tom, bring me down. We've just drank a bottle of Moet. It's like being. It's like it's like if Puff Daddy was a Slampton fan. I know. Tom, can I just get your feelings right now? I'm elated, but I also think they deserve it. I think what's wonderful is you've seen Mark Hughes come in. He has transformed exactly the same group of players. They believe in themselves. Uh, they've got um, an incredible level of commitment, which we've not seen. And even at the end, they're flying into clearances, and those clearances aren't hitting the byline. They're hitting the halfway line. It's a great time to be a Saints fan, and I'm excited. Have we rekindled the spirit of the mid-90s, of Letizia, of Moncal, of Hassan Cashlaw, of Marion Pahas? Is this this the time when Saints fans group together and feel like we have something? Yeah, but we shouldn't have to. With all due respect to that group of players, and obviously Letizia, Hassan Cashlaw, and Franny, who we all love, we have a... In comparison to the rest of the Premier League, we have a, an expensive squad. We have a players that earn a lot of money, that cost a lot of money. We shouldn't be down here. I mean, I, and I'm not saying we shouldn't because we don't deserve to be. I'm, but we have a, a very talented group of individuals and we need someone to meld that group of individuals together. And I think Mark Hughes is that man. Tom, you're being too negative. I'm handing the microphone over to Keith, who showed up at halftime in the pub hey. that we're in. Keith... How's it going? How, how on earth did you know that we were here? I Why think... are you here? And tell us about Southampton. You, you were there in the 90s as well, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And today is the anniversary of Delhurst Park, oh. which you young guys oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, you're not that young then. Right. So um, let's, let's, you know. Reflect on that. That was great, and you know, just what a just. These are the experiences you remember as a Saints fan. I just come along at halftime. I've never met any of you guys before, but we just had a great time. And we're, we're a few now best friends, we. aren't we? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, would you like to come to my wedding? You know, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, just a great night, and uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think we deserve it, and. Um, yeah, I think I'd give Hughes a, a couple of seasons, I think, to try and melt it. Do you I reckon? Think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I Hughes, mean, Hughes gets a lot of stick from the kind of, like, 
I mean, are we going to call it the hoi polloi of the um, uh, Premier League media? You, you, well, look, this, this whole season has been a problem of management, right? And you know what? We, the problem is we believe their own hype. Uh, you know what? We could just replace the Sadio Mane's, the Virgil van Dijk's with the Bednarek's and the you know, Stevens and the uh, Redmond's and all the rest of it. Right. Well, maybe we need a dose of reality. And I think Mark Hughes has got to, you know, he's, he's he, pretty he, he is real, the dose he? of reality. I and, mean, you know, if, possibly if it, the turning point of the season was him sorting out the Bufal situation. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah? I, I was going to jump straight into that. Is Mark Hughes offering out Booth out in the changing room the turning point of the Southampton it, it, season? Know, it, strangely, it could well be, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right, Keith, I want you to hand the microphone over to James. He's a season ticket holder. He's to your right. James, you've seen more of Saints than the rest of us. What has happened since Hughes came in? What? Why have we stayed up? Because I think all of us were looking at Saints in November maybe even October and thinking we're in big big trouble what's happened what I think there's, ha- more, I think there's more passion have you seen Tadic chase the ball before no, no. never <laughs> no I think Tadic was chasing the ball the first half with more than I've seen in the last two seasons so I think that's I think he's the Bufar situation which Keith Elite it was massive I think I think it was yeah. a catalyst for to mold the squad together I think and I did predict it's going to go 1-0 either way and, and you were right, weren't um, you? And Hughes is brave. He put Gabardini on. He put sort of long Gabardini and Austin up front, which yeah. he probably wouldn't have done two games ago. <laughs> I think it's a very bold move, and I think it worked out very well. I mean, it's, it's interesting because Benerick was knocked out, so we were forced into a situation. And, I mean, at, at the time, Bobby, who's the Spurs fan, who was the only person who had his head with him during this game, because the rest of us... I don't think we were constant. I mean, we none of us could really see it for for what we should have done. But I mean, essentially, Hughes had an opportunity there, and he made the right choice. Yeah, because he could he could have put McQueen on a lot earlier than he did. Yeah, but he chose Gabardini, and that was a big decision that he made, and that oh, winning goal. And oh, probably we're safe now because of that decision he made. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, let's get you in. As a, as, a, as the neutral, which is kind of like a position which the rest of us, we, we just don't have. We, we don't have any sort of sensibility when we look at Saints. We just look at them as fans and there's too much heart and not enough head. I mean, you, you said it in the pub. When we were all sat here, Bednarik came off. We put on Gabbiadini and you said, this is a brilliant move. I mean, this, this is going to work out for Saints. And you were totally right. I mean, is this a random moment of chance? Or could you see something that the rest of us couldn't? I mean, the way the game was going, neither side was comfortable. Everyone was nervous. Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of happening, uh, game happening inside the midfield. And my view is that if the midfield isn't happening, then you need to try and bypass it and be a bit more adventurous, especially at that stage of the game. And yeah. When you had that opportunity to do that, don't forget Swansea just done the same moments before. They took yeah, off, yeah. they took off yeah. Olsen for um, a striker themselves, so they'd already decided to bypass midfield, and it seems sensible that Southampton should try and counter and do the same. And I think one thing that really showed tonight is that confidence has been a big issue for Southampton yeah. because the second you got that goal, how well did you settle into the game, and how confident and how and how much more like the Premier League side did you look so once you accept that confidence as a side they've got the ability to win games so, um, suddenly we look like we could keep the ball couldn't we yeah. 
just for that. Which, uh, which we had them for the whole game before that moment. Nerves were completely at play in this game. You could tell it from most of the game. And once Southampton settled their nerves with that goal, they came into it and showed themselves to be the better side. Tom looks like he's itching to get in on the conversation yeah, I, here. I, I want to give some credit to Mark Hughes as well because I think if you look at decisions that we've made in games the entire season have been timid, haven't they? They've been weak. They've been decisions to draw games or hang on. And, you know, we lose a defender in a game and that we don't necessarily have to win. And he but brings really on a centre forward. Do. Well, yeah. we should do. And he brings yeah. on a centre forward. And Mark Hughes deserves all credit for having the guts and the tenacity to follow through on that. And I think... Um, you know, when if you look at how timid we've been all season, how scared we've been, all of a sudden you've got a man who says, "Look, we've got goal scorers. Gabby Dini is a goal scorer. Gabby Dini is not a scorer of great goals. He's a great goal scorer. Yeah. So get him on the pitch and let him do what he does, and he did that tonight." James, you're itching to get in on the conversation here. What are you thinking? I'm, I'm so relieved. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if there's so anyone who could underplay elation, James <laughs> is doing it right now. I know, I was, I was devastated when we scored because I knocked my pint over on someone else's phone. So instead of <laughs> celebrating, I picked up the phone and started drying it off frantically. Um, but there, well, that was an epic game of football. I mean, I've, I've been through... It was a terrible time. game of football, though, as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, who cares about I mean let's, let, 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 let's face it. That was one of the worst Premier League games in the, in the history of the yeah. universe. Yeah. But for Southampton, I my mean, it word. Was, it, was, it was 22 blind badgers kicking the ball in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> but, but one of our badgers went and... One of our 15 million pound badgers went and kicked it in the back of the net. And... And, you know, and that's all that matters. And, and that, that's football, isn't it? Yeah. You know? We, we've managed to come out of it. I feel very sorry for some people in Wales. Other people in Wales, I think, can... Um, like, you know, the, do, like the owners of the Marriott Hotel. Themselves, yeah. I think, I think everyone should still get on get onto TripAdvisor and give, give the Marriott Hotel in Swansea the review it deserves. Probably also ask any championship football team as well. Make sure they know what they're getting into when they book in. James, you need to hand over the microphone to William the Porteous Pirate. I mean, good ship Southampton. It has set sail. It's unbelievable, isn't it, really? I mean, I think, I think we all knew it was going to be scrappy, a, a, a piece of crap of a game, and it really, really was. You, I mean, if we'd lost to Swansea... If we'd lost to that, my God in heaven. Like, I mean, we would have deserved to go down if we hadn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But for me, it's like, now what? What next? What next? What do you think is going to happen? It, Hughesy's got to stay. I mean, not just because of his performance, because he's got everybody playing. I think he's got the balls to strip out the, yeah. the deadwood and the prima donnas. But what about Man City? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, like, you know, are we going to send, send... No, no, not in a negative way. I mean, like, in a positive way. We've got to beat them. Not in a, yeah. like, we're going to go down way. Because I think we're safe as, a, now. as in a celebration of staying uh, up, yeah, we have to go and beat the champions. Yeah, let's freaking do it. We can do it. You know? I, I mean... I mean, let's face it. There is still a slim chance that we could go down. Boo. 
Boo. No chance. No but, but, chance. But, but what's it going to take? Well, a miracle. It'd be, it'd be like an Two eight, miracles. an eight goal, an eight goal no, difference. Eight goal yeah, an eight goal swing. It's not. We're not going to capitulate. We're not in a capitulating it's not, it's frame of mind anymore. It's done. That is over and done with. I think from that, I think, I think we're going to win against City. I said it on the previous yeah. podcast. I think we're definitely going to beat Man City. I don't know how many goals or whatever, but I think we're going to do it. One nil. I mean, that, I mean, that would be a wonderful way to finish the season. But let's face it. Saints are staying up, aren't they? Yes, mate. They're staying up. And if, if we're going to put that video that Bobby, the Spurs fan, put up on on uh, Twitter, because oh my god, we did go a little bit crazy. Yeah. But the tension relieved. Can, oh my god. Can we have a shout out to all the Saints fans that were at Swansea tonight? Oh because we god, were sat yes. in the pub, we were watching on the television. They did have the sound on, which was a prerequisite of us coming to the pub tonight. And to be honest, all we heard throughout the night was pretty much when the Saints go marching in. Yeah, they were amazing. Unbelievable. Can I I hand the mic back to Keith? It's about the Delhurst Park and what it's like to be an away fan. As an away fan. Keith is here and he's experienced... The great survivals before. Yeah, a few how, of those. how does this one compare? Oh, it's, it's definitely up there because it was so unexpected. Because you didn't think, right? Those sort of Delhurst Park days, the team had character. There were the yeah. Benalis. There was obvious talent with Letizia. Letizia's sort of goal from a corner, pretty much at Delhurst. Uh, you know, at Selhurst Park. Selhurst yeah. Park. Yeah. Let's um, call it Delhurst Park. But Why not? We obviously had character, right? Now we were in doubt about this up to tonight or the last couple of games so actually come back to the Buffalo thing again you know maybe that was the thing and you know what Stoke went down at the weekend and they're ripping each other apart the Charlie Adams in the BBC going five players shouldn't be here you know we weren't a team well tonight we really were a team and we played this year I mean, yeah. Keith, what's interesting, before you showed up here at the pub, we talked about the heroes and the villains that we could possibly have from the Saints' performance tonight. Who, who for you, was the hero tonight? I mean, for me, McCarthy's been player of the season, right? I mean, right, um, you know, right, OK. Number one, Pellegrino should have probably gone in about, I don't know, October or something yeah. like that, let alone March. But it was quite obvious to anybody who's watched a game of football that Fraser Foster was not the keeper of Vol. You know, I mean, he uh, we didn't drop Pellegrino didn't drop him until late January. So you know, even that a few games earlier would have saved yeah. us a few points. I mean, we wouldn't have to go, you know, go through get this close. We shouldn't have been anywhere near where we were tonight. But you know, okay, we were and we did it. Okay, great. Keith. Um, Hand the hand the mic over to Mike uh, to James. Sorry, um, James. Heroes and villains. Who's your hero of the season? I think I go Keith Country because I think McCarthy's been outstanding since he's come in. Is, it, is McCarthy the difference, or is Mike is Mark Hughes the difference? Mm, I don't know because McCarthy got brought in from Pellegrino, so I don't. I'm not to say that's Mark Hughes's choice. Um, so I don't know, but McCarthy has been. Force has been. Last 18 months, I don't think he's been on top of his game, so no. I think McCarthy deserves the chance. And I don't think that's Mark Hughes' decision, I think that's Pellegrino brought him in, I think, initially. Probably Dave yeah. Watson, actually, not 
either of them, to be honest. I think the question should be heroes and villains of the match today. Today, should, should we talk about heroes and villains of the match today? I mean, who I are your Heuberg heroes and villains? Passion. Yeah, I think Hoiberg, his passion yeah. throughout the game yeah. and his drive and enthusiasm, yeah. pretty much. I'd give him under the match, not McCarthy. I think I'd give Hoiberg. I think yeah, his passion, yeah. riding the fans up, and he was always there on the front foot. Yeah, I think I'd give, yeah, give Hoiberg man of the match today. Yeah. Okay. Bobby, from the neutral's point of view, who, who, who was your man of the match? What, what was the difference between Saints and Swansea tonight? Because I'm blinkered. I am totally blinkered. I, I, I'm looking at Saints and I, I want to give it to Gabbiadini just because he was there at that moment. He, he, he really did yeah. nothing, but he was there at yeah. the moment that it counted. So you, can, you can help me out this. Who's the guy who nodded it back across the box? Jack Stevens. He's, he, he's kept it alive there in that moment because yeah. before that there wasn't a lot of chances going on he kept it alive and I'm going to give, I'm going to give man, uh, the man credit for that um, in terms of villains though yeah. you've got to look at that Romeo because he, he looked like a walking liability yeah, he looked yeah, like he was yeah. going to get sent off at some point and he could, have, he could have ruined the game for you early on in the game if uh, one of those challenges got pulled up so just keep an eye on him but Otherwise, yeah, let's give, let's give uh, credit to the unsung hero. Nodded the ball back across the box, kept the ball alive. Can, can yeah. someone give me a little bit of a manifesto of Mark Hughes? Who, who, put your hand up. Who's going to tell me about what Mark Hughes has done? James is. So the thing about Pellegrino that I really hated was that he never looked like he gave the players any grief for... For coming in at half time, putting yeah. in a half a half effort, you know, just turning up and and that's all they did. Yeah. And and like, you know, making the stats count well, technically making the stats count because they never made it count with the goals in the back of the net. And what I wanted when when we got when we sacked Pellegrino was I wanted someone to come in with some fire burning and underneath them who's not going to let the lazy people be lazy the people that are going to shy away from controversy shy away and I think from from the stories I've heard about Mark Hughes and, and Buffal I think Mark Hughes basically laid it on the line to the whole team going are you going to give me 100% or are you going to sulk because if you're going to sulk, you're not worth it, and you can go and rot in the under 23s. And and that that's I think that's all we need because we had good players, we had players that were good enough, but but we needed that fire and that aggression, and and that's what he gave us. I I, I totally agree, Tom. Can you just come in here, Tom? Oh, yes. One final word on Southampton winning tonight and. You know, or probably ninety percent certain of staying up. Tell me about Mark Hughes. Give him the job. Give him the job. Like we've tried the interesting foreign coaches. I think maybe that's not our model. I think fundamentally, we've got a very talented group of players. We've also got a very strong group of grafters. We need someone who can bring those group of players together. I completely agree about Buffon. Players like that need to go. It's a, it, I mean, is the moment with Mark Hughes offering out Buffal in the changing room the yeah, turning it, it, point of the Southampton season? I, yeah, we've said for a few times now that we've had foreign players come in. And when I say foreign, that makes me sound very Brexit. I don't mean to sound like that. We have players coming to the club that 
have inhibited the progress of very skillful young players. And the two that obviously spring to mind are Buffel getting in the way of Josh Sims, who everyone knows that we yeah. love, and Classy getting in the way of Harrison Reed. And maybe we need to go back to basics, get back to the Sampton way, get the young players in, bleed them through. And you know what? I would rather finish mid-table with a group of young players that care yeah. than finish eighth with a group of foreign show ponies who don't care enough. Or be in the Champions League with Nathaniel Klein, with hey. Gareth Bale, with Virgil van Dijk, if you know what, with if you don't, if you don't Adam Lallana, with you know, Sadio Mane. If you, with sell, you have to be realistic about where we yeah. are, but I, I think fundamentally, like, where are we right now? Could we get Mark Hughes to manage this team next season? Yes. That would be a really good result. It seems to work. It seems to be a fit. There seems to be an affinity there. The players are playing for him. They didn't never play for Puel. They never played for Pellegrino. Let's let this group of players play for Hughes and see what happens. Okay. Who's going to have the final word on this? One point. On, on management. On management. I think it's complacency. I think we 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 got like, oh, Kuman. We got like, arrogant, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, Puel would do. Um, no, he won't, because he is just an absolute apathetic nothingness. Pellegrino, exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, do you know what fires the boys up? Someone who wants to fire them up. You know, get in their grill and give them, you know, enable them to play what they're able to play by kicking them up the fucking ass. So that's the first curse word, isn't it? I mean, we got to nearly the end of the podcast without a big swear word, and we've done it. Yeah. James has got another word to say. Les Reed went to Italy to buy a Lamborghini. He came back with a striker, striker. and his, his name, name is Scapiatini. He scores us with his left foot, he scores them with his right. And, and if he's got a goal tonight, so we'll sing this song all night. Oh!